Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be first choice or a consolation prize. Well, I've got an email here from a woman, and she says she's been watching my videos, likes them a lot, but she wants to know why is it that when somebody gets rejected, they tell the person that rejected them, hey, give me a call if it doesn't work out with the other person. She says, well, to me, that feels like I'm a consolation prize as opposed to the first choice. She does bring up a valid point. However, I'm going to go through and explain what I mean by this and why it's so powerful, especially when you're trying to get an ex back and why it works. And also the way the universe works because the older you get, the more you start to notice that some people just kind of seem to show up in your life, then they disappear. And then sometimes months or even years later, they, sh- they come back into your life and then they're gone again. And years after that, they show back up again. But when you look at a short period of time, you don't, especially like when you're younger, you don't really see that. You don't see the synchronicity of everything happening in your life. It's like what Steve Jobs talked about in his biography. It's only when you get older and you have a lot of life experience behind you that you can look back and connect all the dots. You can't connect the dots going forward as you're going through stuff especially when you're going through challenges in life. It's only when you're able to look back and, you go, and everything seems to make sense of why you met this person or why that person came into your life. And then there's people that come into your life, they're only in it for a short period of time, but maybe connections that you made through that person, 20, 30, 40 years later, they're still having, still rippling through your life. It's really fascinating when you, you stop and think about that. So I have a quote that I wrote and I'm going to go through her email. Her email is really short. But it's just an interesting topic. So the quote says, Timing is everything in life. Relationships do not always start out perfect. Sometimes the situations are messy or complicated. And sometimes life does not always bring you what you want, but it always brings you what you need to become all that you are capable of being. You may want someone or something with all your heart, but it's just not possible at the present moment. When this happens... All you can really do is keep moving towards your grandest goals and dreams, practice infinite patience, not get attached to what presently is not possible, and trust that eventually, somehow, in some way, the universe will bring you the perfect people and circumstances when the timing is just right. It's only when you are older and can look back upon your life that you can connect the dots and see the divine perfection of how eventually you got what you wanted and it was even better than you expected. Like when I think about that quote and I think about my life over the last 10 years, 10, 11 years, since I got out of real estate, decided to become a full-time life coach, at the time, I figured two, two and a half years, I'll have this new business kicking ass, taking names, and I'll be doing just as well as I was back when I was in real estate, even though When I look back on it now at 45, about to be 46 years old in a few months, and I look back, I was working on that real estate construction mortgage career from the time I was 18. So I spent a lot of years. And when you have nothing but one success after another and everything seems to line up perfectly, and then you decide to go in a new direction, anybody would think, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. I know how to be successful. I know how to figure these things out. The stuff that I'm teaching... It's in my book. I know these things backwards and forwards. I've been teaching them to other people for years, friends of mine, people that work for me, family members of mine. And so I know this stuff works. 
So there's no reason why it should take any longer than a year, two years tops. Well, it ended up taking me four and a half years to figure out my business model. I ended up waiting tables for like 10 months, slept on my dad's couch for a few fucking years. After I went from making half a million dollars a year, had television infomercials. Literally, when I walked around in Orlando, people were like, hey, you're that real estate guy, aren't you? It's like everybody knew who I was. And here I am four or five years later after that, sleeping on my dad's couch at 38, 39 years old. It's like, what? Why did this happen? This is bullshit. This sucks. I was pissed off about it. I wasn't happy about it. It felt like my whole life got put on hold. I felt like this kind of thing should not be happening to me. I shouldn't have to go through this. And at the time that I was going through it, it was very unpleasant. But it's like what Wayne Dyer said. You say, wherever you are in life, your best thinking got you there. But from a coaching perspective, if you think about it, from the time I was 18 until the time I was 35 when I started that business, I knew nothing but a a slow, steady, methodical success. Yeah, I had setbacks in my life, but nothing that was like really super major that took me many years to get over. And so as a coach, when I like where I am now and all the success that I have today and how my book is doing real well, my YouTube channel is doing real, real well, every, you know, everything continues to grow month in and month out. But as a coach, what it helped me to do was going through that tough time in my own through my mid to late 30s, it really helped me get back in touch with the things that I knew to work and had to really rely on them. Because when you start moving towards the things you want in life and you're not getting there and you don't feel like you're going to make any progress, it's nice to believe in the power of intention and the law of attraction and all that stuff. But when you don't see stuff happening in the time frames that you expect them to, which is going to happen, you're going to start to doubt yourself. You're going to start to lose a little bit of faith in yourself. You're going to start to question yourself. And so all that, all that airy-fairy stuff about law of attraction, it just tends to melt away and then what are you left with? You're, you're left with grinding it out on a daily fucking basis, moving towards what you want and trusting that maybe someday you're going to get there because to give up, to quit, I mean that's the end of who you are. It's the end of you being able to achieve your purpose. And it's like for me – it's like long past all that stuff that I used to believe in, law of attraction and all those kinds of things because I was going through such a difficult time it made me question all that stuff. And I can look back on my life now and go, wow, everything that happened to me was perfect. All that, that's those struggles, those tribulations, think about it from this perspective. As a coach, I had basically 17 years of my life going like this. I mean there were a few dips and valleys but, they, but to have my life go like this and literally start all over again almost as if I was in the same place I was when I was 18 years old. It gave me a different perspective and it made it humbled me and it also helped me be able to better relate to people that were going through what I had gone through in their lives. And when you go through difficult things in life, it's not fucking pleasant. And it just seems like it's never going to end. It seems like you're never going to get out of there whether you're in college and you forgot I got another four fucking years of this shit or if you're going to medical school and you, you got your residency and you got this and you're like 10 years of your life. 
or you start a business in the first two or three years, it's not making you any money and all your friends and your family are telling you what an idiot. You put all this money into it and you got nothing to show for it. And at that point, all you really have is willpower. That's what it boils down to is willpower that someday, somehow, some way, shit's going to work out for you. And you just keep plugging along. And eventually, you will get there. But getting there, it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. And the path that you end up taking to get to that success that you want someday, it's never what you expect. Like I had notions about what it was going to take to make this business work. And everything that worked in the real estate and the mortgage business I did so well with, all the methods of advertising, website, internet marketing, all that stuff, none of it applied to this business. Like I had to completely learn everything all over again from a marketing perspective. But when I look back at the way my business model is now, it couldn't be as good as it is now had I not gone through all that trouble. Because of the way the openness of my business model, how I have a global business where only about 60% of my clients are US-based. Everybody else, they're, they're literally all over the world. I didn't expect that when I first started out. But when I look at the business that I have and I look and I imagine where I'm going to be two, three, four, five, ten years down the road, I can see a clear path to where I eventually want to be. And because I'm able to look back on my life and connect all the dots, everything makes sense. Everything happened perfectly the way it was supposed to. Like I say a lot, what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way even though many years I was going through the trials and tribulations of becoming a full-time life coach. Like I had to basically lean on everything that I had used to be successful in that part of my life because at that point, that's that's all I really had. Yeah, I had my, my past successes but quite frankly, when you're starting all over, all your successes and all your wins and your victories, it doesn't really mean shit to you at that point. It doesn't pay your bills. doesn't make you feel better when you had nice houses and nice things and you don't have those anymore. They're just memories. You might as well be looking at a magazine of somebody else's life or watching a MTV Cribs about somebody's life because it's, it's not you anymore. You're not, that's not your actual reality, your actual experience. And then like I said, you're left with just grinding it out, getting up every day, moving forward inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter and trusting that someday all that shit's going to work out. Life isn't all sunshine and roses. That's the way it is. People come and go in your life and they're not all supposed to be in your life. So with that said, let's go. I'm going to go through her email and she says, hey, Corey, I've been following your work a lot and it has made a lot of sense to me even if I am a woman. It has also changed my self-esteem and what I am willing to accept. I have a question about something you keep saying in your videos but I don't understand and perhaps there are other viewers too who have a hard time with it regarding the phrase, give me a call if it doesn't work out with that other guy. So what you have to understand and I'm surprised that you haven't seen this and have been able to connect this dot already because 90% of the people that come to me, they're trying to get an ex back. Something's not going right in their dating life, their relationship life, their, their, their pickup life or their purpose is fucked up or they're not happy in their career. Something is not working for them. And when it comes to dating, if somebody's been rejected and they're thinking, how do I get an ex back? I really like that person. They, I felt like they were the one. They, were every, they had everything I liked, the perfect face, the perfect body, perfect attitude, loved the voice. Everything was wonderful. And at least in their eyes, they think so. 
And when someone has pushed you away and they choose somebody else, maybe they go back. If it's a woman, maybe she goes back to an ex-boyfriend or maybe by the time you met her, she was already dating two or three other guys and she'd been out with those guys and six or seven dates and she'd only been out on one or two dates with you. And for us guys, we tend to be visual creatures and we go out on our two dates and we think, wow, this is really great. And you think it's going to last forever and then you find out that she's getting back together with the ex-boyfriend or the other guy that she was seeing, things really seemed to be progressing and she was more into him. And the best thing that you can do if you want another chance to date that person is say, hey, well, you know what? If it doesn't work out, get in touch with me. If I'm still single, maybe we'll get together then. And then you're going to walk away and you're going to never look back. Now, you may never hear from that person again. They may live happily ever after with that person. But there's a 97% chance that that other guy is going to screw things up and she'll be back. And when she if, – if you say, you fucking cunt, you chose somebody else over me, fuck you, never call me again. I don't ever hear from you, you fucking stanky ass bitch or whatever. Do you think they're going to call you after something like that? Obviously not. I mean you're not going to leave the door open for somebody that you really don't want to see again. But if you want to have a chance, if you only went out with them a handful of times and they chose somebody else over here, a good friend of mine from high school, he's, he's still with his wife of 20-something years now. They have three kids together. I learned this from him because he was partying a lot. He was drinking a lot and she was dating a guy who was a few years older. He was a doctor and she'd been dating him a little bit longer than she had when she was literally dating several guys. He's very beautiful and we all knew each other from high school and they went out, I don't know, two – for about two, three weeks maybe. He really thought things were progressing. And she's like, well, hey, this other guy that I've been seeing and things are really progressing with him and I've been seeing him you know, a few weeks, about a month longer than you and so I'm going to give it a shot. And he was pissed at first but he's like, well, you know, give me a call if it doesn't work out. Sure enough, a month later, a month and a half later I think it was, she got in touch with him. She's like, hey, let's go out. He's like, sure. And they've been together ever since. Now, if he'd been a total asshole, I mean, he was still stinging from the rejection. I mean, he still felt bad about the fact that she chose another dude over him. But the bottom line is that guy screwed up. He showed himself to be a, a wussy and or unsuitable, and she tossed him aside and gave got in touch with my buddy. You know, if you date enough people in your life, and this friend of mine was really good with women, he dated a lot of women over the years, and to him, it was worth it. She was worth it. And they've only had about seven arguments in their whole entire time, 20 plus years that they've been together. Their goals are aligned. Their values are aligned. They trust one another. They communicate. It's all about meeting each other's needs. So in those kinds of instances, it's perfect. Now I've had situations in my life and I wrote about a few of them in my book where I met a girl, started dating her, really liking her, screwed it up because I didn't know what I was doing at the time and literally four or five years later, I run into her again and I actually get an opportunity to date that person and I get to have that experience and I didn't end up staying with that person but the fact that I was dating her when I was also dating somebody else, just the fact that she came into the picture and I had another stunningly beautiful drop dead gorgeous woman who at one point in my life, I was completely head over heels in love with. When she came back into my life four years later, I was dating a girl and you know things were kind of on the fence. She was dating me and dating some other guys and this beautiful girl walks back in the picture 
and I happened to be with this other girl I was I was dating. I happened to be with her brother, and then a week or so later, I run into her boss and her boss's husband. They were out at night one night, and so she got to see her. So she's hearing it from two people how Corey's dating this really super beautiful woman, and that helped me. Now this other girl, she ended up going back to the guy that she had broken up with when I had run into it. And she's still with that guy. They they had since got married and had kids together. But I look at something like that. It's like that's not an accident. It's like she walked into my life, then walked out of it. Four years later, we coincidentally, which I don't believe in coincidences, but we run into each other. She's in my life for a few weeks. She ends up going back to the other guy that wanted her back obviously and they're still together this to this day all these years later but just her being in my life and the short interaction i had with her helped facilitate me filling in the last pieces of my knowledge gap and also helped me to get the girl that i really wanted anyways and so it all worked out perfectly and that's the way the universe works i've had situations where you know because i've had this in my happen in my own life People walk in, they're there for a short period of time. Doesn't mean you're going to be with them forever. But it's like sometimes they come back into your life to facilitate you getting what you want. Me living in Orlando was a result of a, a guy who used to be my best friend. He lived up here and I came up to visit him a couple of times. I'm like, this place is awesome. I don't even talk to that guy anymore. We're not best friends anymore. He did a lot of shitty things that were just crappy things to do with somebody who's supposedly your best friend. But I met so many people through him and people that he introduced me to that I met led to me meeting the guys that eventually became my business partner. Some of those guys ended up coming to work for me back when I was in the real estate and the mortgage industry. And it's just interesting. But it's like at the time as I was, you know, when we were teenagers, when we first met and started hanging out when we were 18, 19 years old, I mean he completely changed my life. I mean there's all kinds – I mean sushi, I love sushi. He was the first person that got me to eat sushi because like, oh, that sounds disgusting. I don't want any of that stuff. He's like, come on. Don't be a bitch. I was like, that's all right. And you know, you go the second time, like that shit's pretty good. And then I love sushi. It's one of my favorite foods now. But it's like people like that come into your life and they disrupt your life a little bit or they disrupt the – you know, if you happen to be a little bit set in your ways or not open to new things, they introduce you to new people. I mean, he had a huge impact on my life. And so I, when I look at all the relationships and all the people I've come to know over the last 20 years, none of that would have happened if I hadn't have met this guy when I was 18 and become friends with him. It's like I look at that. It's like it, it's pretty easy to see that we were supposed to meet. We were supposed to have experiences. This is the way the universe works. It's pretty cool when you're able to look back and see those things. And then you see, you know, it's like when I look back at my life, it's like everything I've always gotten everything I wanted. It always worked out eventually. But it's like when you're going through the shit, when you're going through the shadow of the valley of death, it's fucking horrible. And it feels like it's never going to end. It feels like it's never going to get any better. It feels like you're never going to get where you want to. You may be practicing and trying different things. Your career might not be going the way you want. Your success with members of the opposite sex may not be going the way you want. But you have to keep moving forward. Inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter. It's those little things that you do day in and day out, even when you don't feel like it, that add up to you eventually getting what you want in your life. 
She says, doesn't it make you sound like you're the kind of person who would take scraps? Well, the only time you're going to say something to somebody that's saying, give me a call if it doesn't work out with that other person, you're only going to say that if you really want a chance to date her. Like a friend of mine, he has three kids with this woman now and they have a great marriage. They have a great relationship and that would have never happened if he had told her to fuck off. I mean, think about it. There's three kids that may or may not have come into the world. And all the stuff that I teach, that you see all the success stories that I read on YouTube and you see the great reviews that people post on in the iBook store and on Amazon, they wouldn't even be possible if, if, if this person hadn't even come into my life. If I hadn't known him, if I had never met him. So it's like, even watching this video, it's like you're getting the ripple effects of all the synchronicities that have happened in my life. Like you're willing to have something another person would not and basically put yourself willingly in second place. Hey, I mean sometimes that's just the way it is. I, I've had women that I, I have dated and maybe I was dating several women at, at the time and you know. I don't know what's going to work, what's going to happen. I, if I'm dating and I'm not in a relationship with anybody, I'm keeping my options open. I'm, I'm being as objective as I can. And my attitude is if a woman gets pissed off about that and she says, screw you, well, okay. You know, I've had, I had a situation where I had a woman one time that was dating two different women. And I was honest with both of them and one of them was cool with it at first and then she ended up getting all butthurt and pissed off about it. She's like, well, screw this and so she took herself out of the equation and I eventually became serious with that other girl. And we had a great experience. It was a lot of fun, wonderful relationship but we didn't stay together. It was great though. It was great memories and I'll treasure them for the rest of my life. But I got back in touch with this other girl and she was with somebody else at that time. And I was like, well, give me a call if it doesn't work out. And she eventually didn't stay with that other person because she had this idea, this, the fantasy's got to be exactly perfect. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. I've had other situations like that where I've said that to the woman, she disappears. Then a few weeks or a few months later, she gets back in touch. And then I get to have the experience of dating her, which is just another set of great memories that I'm going to have. And the older I get, the more great memories I accumulate. And that's the whole point. You want to enjoy your fucking life. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life or what type of relationship form you should take. As a coach, my job is just to help you get what you want. And the things that I teach are the most effective success strategies that I found work. Even when they don't work initially, if you leave the door open, that person may come back in the future and then you get the chance to date them. Because I promise you, when you're older, you may look back and go, you know, I wish I hadn't been such a hard ass to that person because it didn't work out with that other dude that she chose over me. And I'll be nice, you know, at my old age, know what it was like to date her and to make love with her. I'll take the memories any day over my pride. Any day of the week. I have fucking great memories. And the older I get, the more of my accumulate. And to me, that's the victory. That's the win. I'm not trying to fit into somebody else's box of what they think I should be or how I should live my fucking life. If somebody is willing to choose you because it has not worked out with someone else, aren't you making yourself look less valuable? Well, they're the one reaching out to you. You're letting them go. 
the only way you would look less valuable is if you keep running after them even though they've chosen somebody else over you. Because that's what most people that don't know any better, that's what they do. They keep running after the person that's already rejected them. And so not only does that other person lose all respect for them, they lose the chance to ever date that person because they make themselves look valuable. But if you're strong enough to walk away, because think about it, if you value yourself and love yourself and respect yourself and somebody can't give you what you want, it's just like buying a car. If you can't come to terms on the price, you're going to walk away. You're not going to do a bad deal because then you're stuck with stuck with a car payment or you're stuck with a car that you got a shitty deal on. Why would you want that? It's really about negotiating for yourself but not burning all your fucking bridges. There's an old saying. It's like don't step on people on the way up the corporate ladder. Why? Because you might see them on the way back down. In other words, you get to you – know, you look at people like in the NFL. You look at like head coaches. Somebody gets a head coaching job. They get promoted from a coordinator for, of, of one team. They become a head coach of another. If they're a dickhead and they burn a bunch of bridges and then they get fired because you know, their, their team doesn't win, they might have a hard time down the road getting a job. We don't want to burn people. It just never works out in the end. Like somebody who cannot have butter but will be okay with margarine for now. There have been situations in my life where guys have called me once their other relationships had not worked out and I have found myself not, to, not wanting to be with that person because I did not feel special enough for them. I felt like the consolation prize and that's okay. You can say, no, nah, I'm not interested but hey, thanks for calling. But what it sounds like here, it's like you didn't say, hey, get in touch if it doesn't work out. You were pissed off that they chose somebody else over you and that's fine. If they get in touch with you later down the road and you don't want to see them, you say no to them. It's, I'm just saying from a negotiation perspective, if you really want to date somebody – because remember, rejection breeds obsession. And you start dating somebody and they disappear. I mean I've got countless clients over the years that have been in this situation. They've done exactly that. Maybe they met a woman and she was temporarily broken up with her boyfriend. And they date for two or three weeks and then the boyfriend comes back in the picture. I, I got a good friend of mine and she and I were a beautiful girl. She was, she was the sister of one of my best friends and we all lived together. We were in our early 20s and she had a boyfriend that she had lived with and they broke up for I don't know about two months and she started dating this other guy and she dated this other guy and this guy was like – he was a goo guy. I totally gonzo over her and just one day she's driving home and her ex-boyfriend – happens to see her and he flagged her down and pulled her you know pulled her over and they talked and he's like I don't want you back and because she'd spent 4 years living with this particular guy she ditched the dude that was Google Gaga head over heels in love with her they'd only been dating for like 3 or 4 weeks and so she got back together with her boyfriend they stayed together for like another 2 years and then they broke – and then he was smart enough because this guy was very successful. He's like, well, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out, give me a call. I mean in that case, she had four years with the other guy and she only had about three four weeks with him. But he always felt like this is meant to be. And so two years later, when she breaks up with her boyfriend, guess who she called? And 25 years later, they are still together and they have – I think they have three kids if I remember right. He could have said, you fucking cunt, bitch, never call me again. 
Maybe he'd be married to somebody else. I don't know. But he was smart enough to leave the door open because he really valued her. He, he knew from talking to her that eventually that relationship was not going to work out. And he didn't sit around and wait on her because when she got back in touch, he was dating two or three other women. But none of them that he was really as into as he was into her. So that's just that's two long-term relationships because they left the door open. But again, it's up to you. You do whatever you want. I've just found in my experience that's the best way to handle it, especially if you want another shot. You just never know. You never know what life has in store for you. It's never a good thing to burn your bridges. Definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and choose whatever coaching option may work for you. And I will talk to you soon.